Hello and welcome to the Curious Life podcast as we officially go into lockdown across Australia. Now, someone who is an expert in lockdown and in fact has had two stints of being locked down for months at a time with the eyes of the nation glued to his every move is this week's guest, Tim Dormer. You may remember Tim as the mischievous misfit who took the crown, winning Big Brother Australia in 2013. Tim was known as a master strategist and a cheeky larrikin who won the love and affection of the country during his time on the show. After winning Big Brother, Tim ran the gauntlet of celebrity in the evolution of Insta fame and was invited onto Big Brother Canada where he made it right up to the final night. But during this time, Tim was grappling with one of the biggest decisions of his life, whether to share with the world and his conservative Christian family that he'd fallen in love with a man, his now fiancé, Ash. Tim talks us through his journey through reality television, spirituality and sexuality with his trademark energy and plenty of self-reflection. Tim is an OG of reality TV and shares his insights and thoughts on the new season of Big Brother set to relaunch in 2020. That's just the tip of the iceberg with this lovely one. And apologies for the sound quality on this one, guys. We recorded the episode in a hotel in Sydney and had a major technical fail having to use the video sound as backup. So it's a little bit tinny, but it takes nothing away from this gorgeous man and his lovely thoughts. Now stay safe, everyone. Stay home and enjoy the episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Curious Life Podcast. And I'll put all of Tim's details in the show notes. Enjoy the show. I had such an amazing upbringing and so never was like, oh, I'm, I want to be famous. Like I, I grew up in the church. Only a few years before I did Big Brother did I leave the church and then found myself in media and was like, okay, wow, I, this is my purpose. Yeah. And, um, oh, we could get very deep, but there was a lot about the journey of reality TV and then the aftermath that I just kind of kept connecting back to there must be something more than this and what, how, why am I here, what's my purpose and what am I called, what's my message. Mm. And, I mean, after the show then became holy shit, you fell in love with a guy and then there's this version of you that everyone thinks that you're straight Yeah. and, okay, got to be real. Like, my, that, that is my calling is just continually checking how authentic am I and if it's time to sort of shed another skin and show mm. another bit of vulnerability and realness, yeah. we got to do that, totally. I think. You know what? We have jumped so far ahead. There's so, <laughs> Sorry, there's so yeah. much I want to unpack here. Yeah, go for it. For everyone that's listening, um, let me introduce you properly. <laughs> I am chatting with Tim Dormer, the winner of Big Brother Australia in 2013. 13. And you did go on to do lots of other things. You went on to Big Brother Canada. Yeah, that was fun. You hosted an amazing podcast that I've had so many people, when I mentioned to people that I was coming to chat with you today, so many people have said they love oh, that wow. show and please tell him he's got to bring it back. Oh, so cool. Okay. We'll get to yeah. that. Yep. Um, but, you know, obviously there's a lot to you and the fact that we've just launched into some yeah. like, philosophical Sorry. chat. No, I love <laughs> it. I love it. Um, I love it. So, okay, maybe we should start with what you just kind of put out there. So you did grow up in the church and your family's quite conservative and you had a totally different beginning life. To where you are yeah, now. Yeah. But was there any sense for you at that point that, like, your life was going to take a different direction? Uh, do you know what? I've got diaries and diaries. I, I used to journal every single night at that period, like, teenage into young adulthood, talking to God yeah. <laughs> about, um, I don't know, feeling like I wanted to speak a message to the world. And, I mean, maybe the church was alluring because they kind of, it is all about, God's purpose for your life and, and connecting to your calling. And and I, I got involved with a quite modern church and it was, it was a lot of media involved and I would present stuff. And, and yeah, I, that was kind of like the first step away from my parents who are Anglicans, like very conservative, old school Christianity. Um, and then at the same time I started studying science, which like I, I loved the natural world and that was kind of the first time that, because I'd, I'd gone to a Christian private school my whole life. I mean, Bible study, Wednesday nights, leading my own small group, wow. 10 years, like, 
another night, Friday nights was always just at the church social group. Mm. I didn't know a world outside yeah. of the church. And then all of a sudden I was going to uni and then, yeah, it kind of was making me go, okay, there's a bigger world out there that, not that I was told to be scared of, but I don't know, there's something about the church that they're about us and them and that that there are dangers in the world for young people. And, and I love my parents and they kind of did shelter me from a lot of that, but then kind of then getting a job in media, like, it was just kind of, oh, wow, like, I don't know, I'm playing with fire here and I was a little bit naive, I think. But then there was this part of me that was just so kind of protected in a little bubble that there was a strength there that, I don't know, my weirdness growing up, I was never really hurt by being bullied at school because I just felt that I was special. (laughs) I just felt that, I don't know, there was something about Goldilocks, Golden Boy that, I don't know, I could just show my weirdness to the world and that was the way I was created uniquely and that that I just had to find my place. Anyway, so I, I thought my calling was within the church and I studied a Christian ministry diploma. I, oh. Yeah, I'm a qualified <laughs> Christian minister. Oh, we used to go on missions trips around the world. I've been to like up a river for three days in Borneo what? praying for people in a jungle. Oh, I'm no God. joke. Like, it's hilarious Whoa. that season of my life. That was only five years before Big Brother. And wow. I, I don't know, it just, I just felt contained in that environment. And it, it, a lot of people go, oh, was it your sexuality? And it's like, no, that was just not on the table for me then. I just wasn't thinking that way. Yeah. I just felt like maybe a calling was beyond the falls of the church or my view and relationship with God was beyond the sort of discipline and dogma that I'd grown up with and I I kind of got to this point where I was just like okay I believe in something really real there is truth here but I don't agree with the way it's being sort of spoken out to the world and that maybe I'm going to follow this calling outside the walls of the church and if if God is real I'll find him out there wow and and then felt okay I'm I'm gonna do media and yeah it it's sort of then snowballed and I, and I kind of then, I guess, walked away from a, my daily relationship with connecting spiritually with God, Jesus, whoever it was at the time. But I don't know. There was something always there. Like, I, I still remained really great relationship with my parents. Um, there was no bitterness towards the church. It was just, oh, God's so much bigger than, than that. That's just one way of relating to God. And... I don't know. It's so funny. It's taken what I did Big Brother six years ago. It's taken me. It's only this year have I kind of hit the ground and gone, oh, my God. Like, there's a whole big meaningful part of your life that you let go of and now it's just knocking on the door again. And I just feel like you might think it's a sort of sidetrack or or a dead end, but the path is always going forward and everything's an experience and – Making sense of that reality TV and 15 minutes of fame journey that I did has just brought me to where I am now and I'm just so fulfilled and kind of this full circle moment where reconnected with a bit of a spiritual calling and it's crazy how, how life is just kind of working in the background that you don't really realize the experience and lessons that you're learning. Totally. Every, nothing's wasted. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. I've sort of got a a similar kind of, I guess, belief in life that everything does kind of happen for a reason, the good stuff, the bad stuff. You can't ever really see it at the time, Mm. but you'll look back and go, that's why. Oh, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have have ended up there. Yeah, met that person. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one doorway, if you trace your life back, it's always one doorway opening to another. Yeah. And I guess if you want to sit down and give up, then there's no more doorways to walk through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess that whole kind of experience with the church and travelling and missionary work and everything, I guess that was a really good training ground for standing up in front of millions of people and putting yourself forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, having conviction, I, yeah. I guess, and sort of a message. Mm. Like there was really some amazing things that I learned in the church. Like 
compassion and, and caring for people. And when I was thrown into the Big Brother house and, and, and like I wasn't very well liked at the start and then I kind of within the first week, it, it's what happens when humans get together. A hierarchy starts forming yeah. and there's the, the popular ones at the top and, and I just saw that happening and it just reminded me so much of, I don't know, experiences of church of that happening, mm. experiences in school of that happening and me going, I, I'm a rebel. I, I don't like this. Mm. And I've watched this show so many times and this is just what happens. And I, I was so stirred up. I remember distinctly the moment it happened and uh, there was a bit of a, the house had turned on me and was just like, like, we have to get rid of you. We, you're so, like, making our lives awful in here. I probably was, but <laughs> not in a mean way. Yeah. Just in a, I tend to annoy people who like to hide behind masks. I'll get a stick and pull it off. I just yeah. want them to be real with me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I remember going to the diary and Big Brother saying, oh, me, I want to go home. This is mean. Like, I just feel like I'm in school. I don't want to play this game. I didn't come here to do this. And he was like, well, do you have, like, real connections with anybody in the house? I was like, yeah, I do. I actually do. And I listed them and I counted on my hands and there was, I think, six or seven of us and there was only six of them. Yeah. I call us and them. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> because by the end, and I'm friends with all of them now, but in that little weird world that was happening, mm. it was a weird, yucky, some people thought they were more valuable than others. Mm. And, and I remember Big Brother saying, Tim, why don't you go tell them what you value about them as, as a friend and, like, and you'll be reminded that there are people here that like you. Me, strategic mastermind, was like, I was just thinking, okay, we've got the numbers. Just, <laughs> but, like, honestly, that was what a turning point in that whole experience and a, and a reminder of this is reality TV but there's real people and real relationships here that I could form. Yeah. I don't know. That's a lesson that I've carried through life. No matter what someone presents as, you can connect with them in a really real, authentic way. Yeah. You're doing it together. Yeah. Like, it, it's the human experience. Yeah. And did you have any intentions going into the house? Like, I, I know you obviously auditioned. You wanted to go in. What were you thinking about what your <laughs> objective was yeah. at that time? Oh, gosh, I had nearly got on the year before me. Mm-hmm. I was, oh, my God. So the way it happened, I was working in radio up on the Gold Coast. It was the regional version of Osterio's Hot 30 oh, yeah. and Video Hits on Channel 10 had a regional version called Hitless TV. Mm-hmm. And we are, our show outrated both of those shows. It was an amazing job. And, and we in, interviewed the biggest artists, like they'd fly us to Sydney and – it was such a great job, but then this merger happened with the company Southern Cross Media with Osterio, and they chose Hot 30 over us, and I was made redundant. I remember the day I was in the studio preparing for one of our last shows, and the ad came on, Big Brother has just been renewed for Channel 9, it's back next year, and I just, I looked at the speaker and went, all right, <laughs> yep, let's do it. And so that was 2011. 2012, went through the auditions. I was like, oh, I don't know. I felt really comfortable. I just knew that that was what I was going to do next. Yeah. That, yeah, got through, blah, 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 blah. Like the show was starting in a few weeks. I'd done all the promo shots and then Nut didn't get the call. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not doing this. Why have they not called me? And then I remember getting an email saying, okay, we're not putting you in this year top of mind for next year. And my whole world just went, oh, fucking hell, like, I've really worked hard for this. And um, I don't know, I remember there was a Dalai Lama quote. He said, sometimes not getting what you want is a great stroke of luck or something. Mm. And it was. I was yeah. going to go as an intruder. I, I've t- I was told the next year, we, the production company loved you. Channel 9 thought you were just so risky for <laughs> season one of them taking on the show. Yeah. And... Like, the plan was that I was going to run a mark and then be booted out of the villain. Imagine if I'd have done that. Anyway, so the next year, rocked up again and went through all the auditions and I was just like, okay, so I maybe this is going to happen this time. And and it did. It did. But all my family and friends were just like, Tim, you need to turn it down. Like, (laughs) if you go in there as you, like, 
you just rub people the wrong way. And that was the plan to go under the radar, to just be a kind of like jovial kind of larrikin, <laughs> like everyone's friend. And oh my god! I don't know why I was thinking that because for me it was a gateway to do television, which I really yeah. wanted, sort of cap- capital city television. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. <laughs> Even the week they hold you before the show, like. I was just, yeah, really kind of just playing that. Getting into role. (laughs) And then, like, you're about to go on stage as they introduce you. The auditorium's there. I remember we're standing at the back and I felt like I was on drugs. Like, it just, I remember I needed to go to the toilet really quick. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. like, go in the bush there at the back of Dreamworld. And then, like, Sonia calls out Tim and there's like, like smoke machine fireworks and it's just like catapulted onto this stage where it was just like they said I didn't sleep for a few days like it was I couldn't control myself it was like I get very heightened and yeah yeah. so I don't know that whole idea of going under the radar and sort of and then I was hated and then was that moment of going okay Let's be real here. You gotta show what's and all. Yeah. You gotta own this. Yeah. This is you. Yeah. Just you. Yeah, I don't know. A little bit on the spectrum. I don't know. Look, that's something <laughs> that my whole life. Is- but I think it's interesting because you know you you're going in there like preparing to be like a certain way, and then adrenaline yeah. and everything just kicks in, and you just authentically yourself. Yeah. And then, like, did you get a sense of people not vibing with it? Like, because they were probably tightly holding yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some people found it hard to go to the toilet for, like, mm-hmm. a few days. And because it's such a stressful experience. Yeah. I mean, I can relate it to my experience when I did Big Brother in Canada. Mm-hmm. That was in, what, 2015 or 16? Okay. And, it like, they called me up and said, hey, we're going to – um do this twist where we where Canada gets to vote in two legends of the game from around the world. And I just said to them, I'll only do it if I can win. <laughs> like, can I win? And they're like, yeah, you can win if you want to play the game like that. Anyway, gosh, to fill in a few gaps, like that was like the year after I won Big Brother, I met my current fiancé. It was a time where I was kind of getting a bit sick of the spotlight maybe and there was this sort of story that, that I was this party boy and I was – I was, like, making out with chicks, getting drunk out at clubs and, like, I was working for the Today Show and they were, like, they were, like you got to start wearing collars and cut your hair. And, like, <laughs> I don't know, it was just such a weird pushing and pulling and not feeling like I was in control of anything. And I was living on Bondo Beach. It was, like, pats out the front. You'd walk yeah. your dog and it'd just be, like, a headline of, eh, eh, eh. It's just. Yeah. Daily oh, Mail. Daily Mail came yeah. in that year and it was just, yeah. uh, I don't know. And then this guy I met and just was like, oh, my God, like, this is really special and I want to protect this and I don't want to share this. This is something that I want to keep protected because I know it's real and if I – it was weird. And so there was a year of an amazing romance that I couldn't share on Instagram or anything. Yeah. And all these holidays and people saying, oh, who's taking photos? It was my boyfriend. Like, we drove up to Byron Bay and camped on the beach and just, like, oh, it was amazing. Anyway, after a year and a half, he's like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like, you have to work out. Are we going to tell or I'm going to go? And then the call for Big Brother Canada happened and he said, when you come back, you need an answer on this. And I said, I'll have one. Yeah. And I knew it because it's three months mm. alone in your thoughts oh, and that's really? what I needed. And yeah. so going into the Big Brother thing where it's kind of like, okay, they want Tim. They want Tim. <laughs> yeah. and, and sort of it was a totally different experience where in Australia I was able to do that. I was a one-man show and no vulnerabilities that I was hiding. Mm. This was less like scary where I was like, am I going to kind of give them this or I don't uh, – in that experience of torture, the spotlight on you and meanwhile going, holy shit, this is a game. And there was a girl in that version that was kind of like this love interest story that the producers were going along with. And we're good friends and it was really weird because I did have feelings for her. But it was that moment of, okay, what do you want to choose, Tim? Be real, tell everyone, 
have the love back home that you you know is you. Yeah. Or play this game, win another bloody big brother that yeah. nobody's ever done, <laughs> and who knows where that would lead. But I've, I forfeited. I kicked over the set and walked out the final night. I, if I had won that challenge, I would have won the show. Oh, God. Anyway, I no regrets because I needed that moment of, yes, that – do you choose to show them the real? Yeah. I don't know. I watch reality TV mm. now and I go, are you being puppeted by producers? And some people, they cast for that reason. Yeah. But then you have moments where someone kind of breaks the strings and, and sort of, I don't know, just chooses their own yeah. path in that reality TV world. Yeah. Which is what I felt like you were doing, in uh, certainly in the Australian one. You, It was like... You came in like you knew the show, you knew yeah, what you were doing, yeah. but you you kind of maybe it felt like you knew what people wanted, but you were just like fuck it, I'm yeah. I'm doing me, and this yeah, is how I'm, yeah. I'm doing it. And yeah, I can remember some moments where I was like, "This is a big move. My heart is telling me, don't do this. Like yeah. you, you'll offend people, or or people will not like you." Or my, your head's telling you, oh, it's not strategic for the game. But my gut was like, do it. <laughs> and, like, like, when I nominated myself yes. in that game, like, I, I thought I was going home that night. I was just like, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> and I was just, uh, in that moment when I was saved that night, I knew it won the game. Like, nobody in here is ever going to pull a move like yeah. that. And yeah. it, it was all just a bit of fun. I didn't see coming. Once I was in that world of the Australian Big Brother, I didn't see life after it. I don't yeah. know. Hey, just in the moment. Yeah. yeah. But it's interesting that you say then on the flip side of that, you're in Canada and you're having discussions with the producer while you're in the show about next steps and stuff. So, I mean, does that also happen in the Australian No, one? No. So it's a very different right. format. So in Australia... You will only ever hear the voice of Big Brother unless right. there's an incident that you have to talk to a producer, yeah. um, which is great because Big Brother becomes like this father figure slash god figure, which I think for me, that's the weird little relationship I had that it was like there's this omniscient yeah. character that kind of – and, and yeah, they – I don't know. I loved that. But in Canada, the format, yeah, Big Brother's not a character and mm. – there's less of the kind of back-and-forth dialogue between Big Brother and – and often you go into the diary room and it is just a producer's voice. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I found, I was like, what? This is a yeah. Big Brother. It, yeah. it takes you out of the experience. Yeah. It gets you thinking about the outside. Yeah, yeah. In a bar way, maybe. Their format, the public doesn't vote. The, the housemates vote each week, and so it's like almost like Survivor. It's, it's just about strategy, I guess, yeah. and gameplay around challenges to win the power and control the game. Mm. And it's just so different to the experience I had in Australia. Yeah. But you know what? I I got to the final night of it, and that <laughs> scared me because I was like, okay. I prided myself in Australia that I had a kind of, I got there because Australia voted for me yeah. and there was a lot of strategic moves, but I kind of didn't backstab anyone because you don't have that power in the Australian game to do that. In Canada, it's just the whole game is deception. Like, and it was yucky. I, and I didn't, I don't think I did it. I, I used the girl <laughs> to do all the dirty work. So I had to do it. I did do it. I did do it. But something didn't feel right. And mm. yeah. You were just good at strategy. It didn't feel like it was because of what you were putting forward. Maybe. <sighs> it was a weird conversation with producers where they were like, like you have this ability. I, I still are okay with the, the label manipulator mm-hmm. or, mastermind, puppeteer, instigator. What I don't I don't know. I I think in Canada it just scared me because the the conversation after the Australian show uh, some people didn't like what I did and I think I then started questioning, ew, is there this side of me that I can manipulate people? And um I don't know. I I feel like it's like this bag of tricks that I don't really I'm not really aware of. <laughs> Um, and if I wanted to use it 
for my own advantage I could. But in Canada, I've, I balked a lot and I didn't, it didn't sit right. And I kept saying, this isn't how I won in Australia. Yeah. And, and after that, I mean, the stuff that was happening in my personal life, like I discovered something that was beyond myself. Yeah. I was caring about someone for the first time in my life, I guess. <laughs> and, and yeah, I don't know. I, it changed how the decisions that I made and then how I wanted to be perceived in the world. Like, yeah. And it's it's something now that I try and use those abilities. I don't see it as manipulation. I just see it as that what I was talking about, connecting with someone, empowering them. You can empower them to make a bad decision or you can empower them to make a good decision. As long as it's their decision, I totally. guess, yeah. you can feed it to them. But, but that's what producers do. That, that's yeah. what reality TV is created upon, yeah. producing. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that's why I, I was good at that game is because I have a producer mind. Mm. Is that manipulation or is it sort of creative steering of people? <laughs> I don't know. It's all in the words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because you're right, like you – you were probably more free to be yourself in Australia because you didn't have the overlay of this whole other part of your life that was blossoming and unfolding behind closed yeah, doors. Yeah. And there, there's the, there's other stuff for you as well because you, your family is obviously very conservative. And, Absolutely. And, I, I made the decision. I'm not talking about this yeah. on a television show in another country yeah. when I haven't spoken to my family about it. Yeah. And so that was the decision that I made. Right, as soon as you get home, you're going to tell close friends, family, and then the public. Yeah. And, oh, my God, I was scared. But mm. it, it felt, yeah, so right. Yeah. And I've never gone back on that decision. Mm. And it's so weird. Like, the world that you live in when you're high, it's not just about sexuality, but if there's a part of you that you feel like you're not sharing with the world, yeah. it means your world's smaller mm. and you're carrying this thing yeah. that, I don't know. It, I've never looked back on coming out. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And why should you? Yeah. So well, do you know what? That that was – I didn't even use the language coming out, and some people have criticised me for that, but I, I told everyone I'd fallen in love yeah. with a guy yeah. and, like, use whatever label you want, but I wanted to sort of change the narrative about especially sexuality coming out as though you had something to explain mm. that, that you've been holding on to because you've been ashamed. Yeah. And that, I don't know, it's just starting off from the negative. Like, uh, there's been some amazing, like, movies in the last few years of showing parents reacting to a, a child coming out, like, mm. Call Me By Your Name. And what was the other one um, with Jennifer Garner? Anyway, but, like, the child comes out and the parents just like celebrating and kind of like heartbroken that they have been carrying yeah. this alone. Yeah. And I don't know. That's not the reaction I got from my parents. Oh. And we, yeah, it was just such a, do I share this? Yeah. No, I, I didn't want to kind of perpetuate that story. Mm. And, and I don't know, things were said that were awful and I said, I said to like my family at the time, "Ouch! Like, I, I just hope in years to come that you get there and that we can kind of, yeah." Oh, uh, gosh. Anyway, and there has, there has. That's what three years ago, four years ago now. Um, yeah, they're really. My parents come so far, and they're so lovely. They're getting so excited about the wedding next year. Um. But it really did just cut a knife in me of someone that was so confident yeah. and sure of himself and so proud of what I'd achieved yeah. to then have something like my family so close to not champion that moment. And I don't know. It's heartbreaking. They couldn't. They couldn't yeah. because their world understanding it and yeah. and when we had the marriage equality campaign, I I don't know. And and still to this day, if someone has a differing opinion of yours, you don't win by fighting and saying telling them how they're wrong. Yeah. It's and that is what is so up in the world right now yeah. is that we just push away the other yeah. and argue. And, uh, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. 
you got to have some empathy with where they're at. Yeah. And sometimes it is about listening yeah. rather than arguing. And <laughs> yeah. Understanding mm. is what breaks down ignorance and is what's going to, I don't know, bring yeah. us all back together. Yeah. But we've got some world leaders that are using that kind of othering and division to control us. And it's, yeah. it's yucky. And I, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen in the world, but I think it, it takes more stories and people celebrating, yeah, we're really different, but we can coexist. Yeah. And we haven't got it all worked out yet, but we respect each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 100%. I was actually just talking to Neil Whitaker about this oh, yeah. the other day because he was talking about, you know, his story and um, that he didn't really have a big coming out story. Yeah. But I said there's just something that's kind of gross about having to come yeah. out. Like, I didn't have to come out to my parents when I first had a yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, so silly. Isn't it? It, it's like when you really look at it. It's, yeah. It's, and I know we've got, you know, centuries of bigotry and, you know, mm. um, homophobia and religious mm. beliefs forced down everybody's throat. So I know there's, like, lots of barriers that have needed to break down to get to this point where we can have conversations mm. like this and say, mm. why so we need to even yeah. have to announce it. Like yeah. like you say, like it's almost saying there is shame around yeah. this that I have to like reveal yeah. it to you like yeah. it's a bad thing. Oh, I'm getting a bit upset because I'm just remembering back to that moment of like feeling that fear of I have to come clean. Yeah. And if I didn't have that public position, I think it would have been harder in a way. I mean – I had management at the time and I, I went in for a meeting and I said, hey, I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm in love with a guy and I'm so happy and I just want to make sure that there's no scandal about this. And they were great. We talked about different ways of doing it and um, it came up with Who magazine that they had a relationship with that were interested in the story. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was no money at all involved with it and they said this is the only way that you'll have a bit of control over over sharing the story and they said if it does get found out like we were he was packed so many times <laughs> I don't know it's not like we hid anything mm. we just I didn't talk about it yeah um so I was so scared but it was within like around that time there was a young guy in Queensland that suicide <laughs> and I just went shit like this is why I'm in this position and, I don't know, you might help some people, like, that may have watched you on this show that was so silly and, but, I don't know, there was influence, that word again, that I could have made it a positive impact and, yeah, it's just scary that it still does happen and the whole coming out thing, like, it's not one, but yeah, it is, it is that really great moment that, Every year, world changes, but oh my god, my journey since then of working out, okay, all right, well, what, like, how do I fit within this rainbow umbrella? And I, I don't know, jump different boxes, and and now it's like people just as much as go through sort of their journey of sexual identity mm-hmm. or sexuality, like gender identity mm-hmm. is now a huge thing yeah. for me. I've never questioned my gender, yeah. but I can relate to. People that have and do, and that's a real thing in their life. And it's that same moment of, okay, there's a part of me that's really important that I would feel so much more free if I shared this with the world. And I don't know. I'm just about hoping that I can empower people to do that in their own unique way. I don't think people should follow me as a model or I don't know. You've got to do it your own way. Yeah. You're not trying to tell people what to do. but Yeah. Seeing your story and seeing what you have done as an option for somebody else, that would be so empowering because, as you say, like there are still so many people that don't feel like they've found their tribe or yeah. don't know like who who can they have as an example yeah. outside of their little town and their little world that they're living That's in. That's exactly and, right. I yeah. thought growing up, I don't know, I, I never – thought, are you gay or straight? But I knew that I wasn't, not normal, but in the majority. And I kind of would see celebrities or public figures who were were gay. And I I don't know, I didn't connect with that. I didn't. And in that moment, I thought, okay, you can put your flavor of 
this out to the world because there's going to be other kids like Tim yeah. growing up looking and and I, it's, I've had some parents contact me and, and say really positive, encouraging things about that. And it's, oh, it's amazing. That's what it's like. Forget the Instagram bloody <laughs> free shit. Like that is the reward that reality TV gave me. It's 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 something so real, like a, a real connection with people that you don't know their world, but they connected with yours, and it's really special that relationship. Wow. Worth every bit of angst. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Well, the big question is, Big Brother's coming back next year. Yes. The Beast is back. The Beast is back. (laughs) What are your thoughts on that? (laughs) I've had so many. It was so bizarre when, like, I I don't know, I thought it was dead and gone. Yeah. Yeah. I think reality TV's changed Mm. in the last sort of six years since I've done it. I'm I'm hearing rumours that they're changing the format and it will be a lot more like the Canadian and US version. Um, so I don't think it'll be the same thing that I, same experience, but still it's, it's a reality show that other people are going to be applying for. There's something about Big Brother. I, I remember studying it in uni. I picked up some electives of media studies and there was this one, um, I don't know if the subject was reality TV. No, it couldn't have been because it was so fresh. Like this is the year that I think, um, the second year it came, it was 2002. Yeah. Um, and we studied Big Brother. I remember writing an essay on it wow. as this new multi-platform sort of um, show and, and its ability to connect with the audience. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a phenomenon, Big Brother. Yeah. It was the original social experiment mm-hmm. of watching real people, real stories yeah. just develop. That's not what reality TV is anymore. I don't know why. And oh, there is, there is magic of that. I, I don't want to come across as a cynic because I love reality TV still, yeah. and I love watching Big Brother as as a fan. Um, but now we're not naive to to the game of of yes, producers their role in in the show. But even just as contestants going on, like you, you know what's waiting on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, on the flip side of that, I think a big concern and I think the casting directors need to be really careful because I think, are we not all sick to death of seeing the Queensland girls with the pumped up <laughs> and, like, faces that don't move and all look the same? Do we need another 15 of those going on and, produ- yeah. and, and promoting teeth whitening? Yeah, after you know? boot jobs. Yeah. Yeah, oh, look, I guess there's a place for that and, and they represent people. Um, yeah, I, I, when I heard it was back, I said, I, I made a post on Instagram, I said, oh, please, reality TV gods, let there be real people, not the yeah. plastic fantastics. Totally, yeah. And I guess it's the same with Instagram, isn't it? It's just like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, why we're so obsessed with fake and real isn't rewarded much yeah. in life. What is that? I don't know. It's it's a bit worrying. It is. Is it easier to control fake because fake will always put on the mask, will always dance the dance you want them to do? I don't know. Mm. Um, I, I think I don't want to get in trouble because amazing people work on these shows. Yeah. I know people that work on these shows that fucking hate working on these shows and would love to create something real. Yeah. But it, it has become a bit of a... Um, a format uh, or like a formula where if we do this, we know that the, the, it's like the machine yeah. that just pumps out these people and it's great to watch though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I don't watch the, the dating reality shows. I don't know why. It's just, I've never connected with that. I could never do that. Imagine. Mm, full on. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you oh, on one of those shows. You know, I always say this and it's, it's absolutely true. I say it with all the truth in the world. Yeah. That year I did Big Brother, like a few months before the show started, there was a few phone conversations, them calling me about The Bachelor. Wow. And I laughed at them and said, yeah, it would be great. It would be hilarious. <laughs> but I'm not The Bachelor. Like, I own 20 guinea pigs. <laughs> and Tim Robard was The Bachelor. Oh We're the same age. We were on at the same time, wow. the same television um, got the same management afterwards, and it's yeah. so funny to see different careers and different, mm-hmm. like, love him and really flourished under that role of celebrity and reality TV fame and carving out 
a brand. Mm. But I've just bucked against it since. And yeah. I, yeah. The original misfit. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I probably, do you know what? Like my whole goal of doing Big Brother to get a job on in media yeah. is just like, if I had have just shut my mouth or just brushed my hair a little bit more, I may have had that. And so when Big Brother's announced to come back, like it is my dream to host that show. Mm. But back when it was over, yeah. and and it's kind of hear it come back and then not feel attached to that anymore. It's kind of was a real I don't know aha uh-huh moment of going. Oh wow, you have kind of grown up. You have got different goals and dreams yeah. now. Yeah. But that's interesting because I know that all the fans would love to see you back on TV and love to see you involved in the show in some way. Like, could you be tempted? Like, what if they said to you, all right, Tim, we're going to throw you in as an intruder, you know, or like something something like that. Could you do it? Could I do it? Um, Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. Is it just? Dancing that dance for them. Yeah. But, oh, look, yeah, there's things I can't say as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, if there is an involvement, great. Mm-hmm. I'll do it because I love the show and I love the fans and yeah. I really, my goal of the involvement would be that the show is a success. Yeah. Because I love the brand mm-hmm. and I love, it is the, the essence of reality TV that an everyday person plucked off the street, put in a house, and they walk out a household name. Yeah. And, and it's an experience that's, I don't know, I know it's not for everyone. A lot of people would be like, oh, my God, I would never want to be filmed 24-7. But we live in a world where people do film themselves 24-7 <laughs> now, and it's just a exactly. bigger audience of that. Yeah. And for young people applying this year, I don't have, like, much criticism of that because I was one of those. Uh, yeah, I guess. They're just more wise to everything now. Yeah, they were already planning what they're going to sell afterwards yeah. or yeah. hiding their partners if they go on Love Island <laughs> when the show is done the next week. Exactly. Yeah, oh, look, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it's received in mm. Australia because, yeah, it, Channel 7, it's a whole new network. Yeah, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Mm. Is there anything else that's on the wish list for you in terms of the next thing? The next thing. Yeah. God, I just want to get bloody married as well. Mm. That's um, I'm, I'm, so I hate, I don't want to say it because then it's like, oh, yeah, he's doing that. I have been this year writing a little book. Oh, wow. Yeah, telling my whole story of reality TV. Oh, my God. And I don't know whether it will ever land anywhere or okay. I've not talked to anyone yeah. but just I mean it's more of a process for me mm. to kind of make sense of it all and yeah. I don't know I'd, I'd love to speak with the people that are watching or watched me or that are watching reality TV and that are obsessed with their social media person that they've made mm-hmm. because I feel as though I lived that and learnt from it and have some I don't know messages to talk about mm. and it's yeah We'll see. I mean, maybe that, that Pop Sugar podcast that you were doing was like the perfect place for you to be because you, A, had been through it all, the reality TV. People that don't know, it was behind reality TV. Yeah, yeah. So I think first season, what we chatted to stars, reality TV stars, yeah. and then second season, people who worked on the mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, it was such a funny little insight because, I don't know, I was still in the thick of it then, I guess. Mm. The dust was settling and I was kind of still not sure if I liked reality TV or not. But I really enjoyed meeting people who, I don't know, I've never really, I've I've still not watched either Canada or Big Brother Australia. I've not watched them. Wow. So it's weird. I'm missing a whole part of the conversation, which Mm. is... And maybe who I think I was in that experience is not who everyone saw. Mm. Well, it's not. It's well, not. Yeah, they well, saw the yeah. they saw the producer's version of me. True. And I don't know that whole experience of them talking about it. I was like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> wow, you were a part of something that you still are kind of processing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I've actually heard that from a couple of people on your season. That okay. Yeah. Have not watched yeah. it. Yeah. 
I wonder what that's about. Like, is it protecting the experience that you had? Yeah, a little. Like when you read a great book and then they make a movie of it and mm. you sort of say, don't watch yeah. the movie, your favourite book. Um, I think for me, it's not at all about I don't want to see what people said about me or anything. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I won. <laughs> but I don't... It's irrelevant. What yeah, it's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. I, I think for me it is about just protecting something that was really real. But memory's funny, isn't it? Like my memory, what I remember, uh, might not have made the, the TV show. And then if I watch that, that will be my memory of it. So I kind of want to protect the memory of it that it was my experience solely. Yeah. Yeah. Did you keep up with... Because there were storylines, like now that I'm talking to you, it's all coming back because yeah. I was totally into that series. And I've got a friend who's, you know, just turned 60, but she yeah. was, she and I were like obsessed together. Yeah. So that was like our constant, you know. I hear so many stories of that. Yeah. I, I wish I was there watching it oh, happen. Totally. I'll, I'll probably love watching it. it yeah. Yet. I mean, it was just, I don't remember the year before you, but I think... Well, obviously, wasn't very memorable, and certainly the year after was just a bit of a schlemozzle. That's the right word. Yeah. A disaster. Whereas your season just had so many great love slash hateable yeah. characters. Yeah. That you really got into the story, and it just I yeah. don't know there were so many great things that happened. And yeah. People just got drawn right in. Yeah. And then once you guys left. We were all then really keen to keep following yeah. your stories. Yeah. Whereas everyone else from all the other years and whatever just yeah. move on to the next, right? Yeah. yeah. So you guys were the trailblazers in terms of making or continuing to have a, a media presence post the show, yeah. which we talked a little bit about before with Instagram not mm-hmm. really being a thing mm. beforehand. But I wonder, were you as involved in other people's storylines as we would have been in the as, – as, Watching. Oh, absolutely. That's one of the biggest strategic tips I could give to anyone. Mm. If you don't want to be written out of the story, be involved in every single story that's happening, Mm. being written. And and that's what I do every night is sit down by myself and everyone went to sleep. And I spent hours just kind of having my own little production meeting in my head going, what are the stories that are going to air and how am I involved with them? Like positively, negatively, who am I giving attention to that needs attention? Who am I going to avoid because I don't want them on the show so I just won't give them airtime? It was really weird and maybe a little bit narcissistic in the way that I kind of, I don't know, I I remember a conversation with one of the producers afterwards. They were like, were you aware of our relationship that, like, in the diary room, we drop little hints or something and it's like you just go out there and do it. And I was like, I was 100% aware of it. Like <laughs> I, I know that the show is written in that dialogue between the housemate and Big Brother. You kind of have to have someone narrating it. Mm. Like Mike Goldman reads the voiceovers, but yeah. talking about storylines being interlinked and kind of flowing on, they were real for me. Like I, I'd worked out. Who, who's in love? Who's like enemies, foes? This is my competition, my rival, my best friend. My, and it, uh, it scared me. Yeah. Uh, like, just there was something real about that, even though it was very constructed. Mm. Uh, yeah. How did you let go of all of that? Because that must have been yeah. so consuming. Like, then you leave. Yeah, yeah. Or look, when <laughs> the final week, I remember in the diary room and the executive producer said, we're most worried about you leaving this place. <laughs> like, you understand that lights go off, cameras stop rolling, this is the end oh of an existence, of a reality that you was all you knew. And, yeah, it was really, really frightening and hard <laughs> to make yeah. sense of. But I think then coming out and the craziness of, of the 15 minutes of fame where like we were the it kids mm-hmm. for that year, I quickly worked out, oh, this isn't going to last and none of this is is real, but there are people in my life, like family and friends, that are real and, I don't know, listen to what they say about me. Like yeah. mum would call me up and be like, you're acting like a tool. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's so, there's so much adoration that you could have, that could have become the new reality. Yeah. But 
it's always so funny. You hear these reality TV stars that go, oh, I'm getting bullied or it's always a negative. It's like, well, you can't take all the good and yeah. say, I don't deserve this negative feedback. Yeah. Like the negative feedback is just as, I don't know, unreal as the positive feedback in a way. Like uh, I'd worked that, that out quite quickly after the show that just hold on to what was real. It's interesting, again, that whole conversation about working that out because maybe if you had different makeup, you would have struggled mm, much more mm. intensely with that whole juggernaut yep. and coming back into reality and finding the balance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I, I mean, like I said, I, I think I only have touched the ground and made sense of everything in the last year. Mm. Someone told me once, it takes seven years for you to be forgotten once you've done something like reality right. TV. And that's, yeah, that's next year. Um, and I do feel that. Like, mm. it, you hear people stop calling your name on the street. And, I mean, I still get it because it's hair. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I also think it, like, how much you hold on to it. Like, if you're attached to that and grasping it and, and you need that to stay, like, that's why fame stuffs people up. Yeah. It's a whole other conversation, but, like, that whole world is full of partying and excess and, and this level of lifestyle and, and last hours of the rich and famous. <laughs> and, like, it's not real <laughs> and it's not fulfilling. Mm. And, yeah, I don't know. I always saw all of that as the, the cherry on, on the cake. It, yeah. it wasn't why I did the show. Mm. And looking back, I now know what the cake was. It was being able to show the world who Tim is yeah. and it be embraced. And I don't want to think that that was the highlight of my life, but I'd like to think when I'm on my deathbed, it's still really pertinent that, my God, you did that yeah. in your life and we all can do that. You don't need reality TV to do that. I guess that's the coming back down to earth moment is – this year going, okay, my world of influence, uh, you don't want that up there anymore influence, but yeah. connecting with more and more with my family and friends. Well, it all, I think the centre point to your whole story from the beginning has been about connection. That yeah. That the church story. That's the yeah, show true. story. Yeah. That's the influence story. Yeah. It's all about connection. Yeah, good point. Which is so... Yeah, wow. Do you know what? I'm, I've got right into this year. It's totally crazy that brought me back into the spiritual world. Started meditating mm. and like this Buddhist temple opened up opposite my house, like oh, these wow. Tibetan Buddhas. It's amazing. And it's like these truths that I knew so long ago just being told in a different way. And it is about that we are all meant to be connected, mm. connected to each other, connected to our beautiful planet, the earth. And this thing that is the connection, the oneness, is some people call God, some people call, I don't know, the, the divine spark of light within you. Yeah. I don't know. It is just about connecting with that within yourself and then helping other people connect with it within mm -hmm. themselves. And then to, that's where we come from and that's where we're going when this little game of life is over. Yeah. So I don't know. I think as humans we live separate lives. And it's hard. We've got suffering and there's moments where we can connect, whether that's sex or, yeah. I don't know, love and just community, community sharing yeah. a moment, saying, yeah. yeah, I feel you. Yeah. That's when time stops and we, you're right. It's connection. Mm, yeah. And real is what's needed. Yeah. You need to be vulnerable and be able to drop the little version of ourself that we kind of have been telling the world we are and telling ourselves we are. It's just a story. It's yeah. just a story. It's just like on reality TV, <laughs> you can choose what story you want to put out or who, yeah. how much you let them tell you your story. Mm. Um, that's, that's the big aha moment I had this year. That's massive and it's beautiful and how great that you're able to tap into all of that and use it now in a way that's, I guess helping others and helping you move forward and find the things that are important to you and I hope so. Yeah. My gosh, I do. Do you know what? I had a rock bottom moment a few months ago. 
I started this new job, disability care, and I don't know what it was. I was just like, okay, Tim, you've got to go back to the workforce if you don't want to keep selling products on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, what job am I going to do? Oh, okay. I used to do a lot of volunteer work, um, Down Syndrome New South Wales, and I was like, oh, okay. A friend did so the disability trust, they're called, and I'm literally working group homes where non-mobile, non-verbal adults, and I'm changing nappies wow. every day. I'm... Feeding with a spoon, and I was just like, as I'm, I'm watching ads about Chad Big Brother, and I'm just thinking, I used to be famous. <laughs> but I needed that moment of going, okay, you, you're learning how to care for people. It isn't about you, and it's so refreshing. Yeah. And then I was like, wow, like, when did you give up? on your strength and how I think, oh, I think I've, over the years and coming out, I think it wore me down and I kind of started second-guessing everything and I kind of was waiting for another amazing opportunity where someone would go, here's another platform. Yeah. I lost the message a little bit as well that I had. And a few months ago I was just like, wow, maybe you need to connect back with that guy that was so sure of himself and the message that he had to tell the world and... There was goodness there and maybe I've been running from that and trying to shake the reality TV mm. tag and the influence of things since. There's nothing wrong with those things if, if it's who you authentically are and found something real again and it's scary because I would love now to step back up to a microphone or in front of a camera and it's coming from a totally different place mm. now that I've worked out who I am and and ready to kind of shine that again but it's see-through it's not about him well it sounds like you've dropped ego and it's about just passion yeah yeah i guess that could be a way to yep yep because my god that that guy seven years ago wanting to get on tv it was ego like maybe someone was steering me and then kind of holding my hand along the way and protecting me a little bit but yeah, I mean, it was it was Tim, the Tim show, and yeah. my life has constantly kind of been going, okay, it's not the Tim show. Mm. So it'll be good that Big Brother's coming back and it's yeah. not the Tim show and closure, I guess. Well, I don't think you'll be able to get too far away from it because look what we're doing here yeah, today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think there'll be more, we'll be hearing quite a bit more from you over the coming year and hopefully we get to see a bit more of yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I know that, as I said before, there'll be so many people following what you're doing and wanting to kind of yeah. champion whatever you... Oh, don't say that word because champion is... That is my big word at the moment. Mm. Like having people in your life that champion in you, mm. champion you. And I, like I, I caught my boyfriend in the night, I had my rock bottom moment at work, and I'm just like, nobody cares about me anymore. <laughs> like I don't have anyone championing me. <laughs> and I heard myself say that and I was just like, ew. Like, <laughs> yeah. Shut up. And why are you not championing yourself? Yeah. And so you have champions in your life, whether you're on reality TV or not. Yeah. There's people that really want to see you flourish. Totally. Yeah. And you just happen to have, you know, about 180,000 of them, yeah. <laughs> as well as your friends and family and the people that really know you best. But if people do want to get in your corner and champion whatever you're doing, what's the best way to get in touch? Oh, look, I still use Instagram. I don't follow anyone again. Um, <laughs> but message me on there if you want. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, come and hang out. Yeah, if you want to meditate with me in the Buddhist temple in Newtown, <laughs> I'm there a few weeks on. Um, you know what? I'm still working out what the next step is, but there is something coming public, I guess, whether that is I put a book out or I start. It's not life coaching, but there's something that will flow out that I think I'd love to have that connection with people again and, and whether I do help champion them on that journey of working out who their true self is and, yeah, flourishing. Amazing. Well, it sounds like you're on the right path, Tim. Oh, thank you. hundred percent. So I'll make sure that I put all the links to all your socials and everything okay. in yep. the show notes. But I want to thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you. I'm so open and vulnerable and sharing so much of your story and your ideas and big ideas. And I just think that people connect again so much to you and to your story and you're doing a great thing. Oh, so. thanks, Yama. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's a privilege, I guess. Yeah. And 
an option we all have, and I don't always get it right. Makes you human. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what we are. That's it. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Oh, thanks. <laughs>